Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Grammar Girl here. Everyone knows that English spelling is a mess. Homophones, or words that sound the same but are spelled differently, are a particular source of trouble. Many people struggle with homophones, but for the most part, it's just an unfortunate coincidence that these words sound alike. Today, guest writer Jonathan Owen is going to help us understand why we have all these similar pairs of words in English. There are several pairs of homophones in English that started life as one word. These words look and sound alike because they have a common origin. Think of them like identical twins. One word splits into two early on, and it can be difficult to tell them apart unless you know them really well, like past with an ed and past with a t, or complement with an i and complement with an e. These words are especially tricky because in many cases the meanings are still similar. So how did they get this way? Two reasons, polysemy and spelling variation. Polysemy means the capacity for a word to have more than one meaning. Many words are polysemous. For example, Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary records 36 main senses for the verb set, S-E-T, including both transitive and intransitive uses. Polysemy is a natural feature of language, and it's not something to worry about, because context almost always tells us which sense is intended. But in the examples we'll discuss, polysemy was a force for creating new words when it combined with spelling variation. In each case, one word had multiple meanings and multiple spellings split into two words with different spellings and meanings. For most of the history of English, spelling wasn't standardized. Standardization started in the 1400s but continued all the way through the 1800s. When there was no right way to spell a word, variants abounded. Most words eventually settled on just one standard spelling. Others, though, settled on one spelling for one meaning and another spelling for another meaning. For example, discrete originally meant both separate and prudent, and the spelling could end with either E-E-T or E-T-E. Eventually, though, we settled on the E-E-T spelling for the prudent meaning and the E-T-E spelling for separate, discrete, D-I-S-C-R-E-E-T, prudent, and discrete, D-I-S-C-R-E-T-E, for separate. Sometimes these variations arose from slight changes in pronunciation. For example, the adverb to, T-O-O, meaning also or excessively, was originally just an adverbial use of the preposition to, spelled just T-O. By the late 1500s, it was written with a double O to show that it was always stressed, as opposed to the preposition to, T-O, 
which can sometimes be short and unstressed, as in "I have to go to the store." Similarly, then was originally just a variant pronunciation of than, which is a conjunction or preposition used to form comparatives, as in "He's younger than me." When used as an adverb, meaning at the same time, the word always has a reduced vowel, which came to be written as then. But than is also frequently pronounced the same way, creating confusion. The two spellings were used interchangeably until about 1700, when they were finally standardized. In a few cases, the only difference is one of part of speech. Born, meaning brought forth by birth, is an adjective, while born with an e on the end is the past participle of the verb bear, meaning to carry or to give birth to. Passed with an ed is the past tense form of the verb pass, and passed with a t at the end is used for nouns, adjectives, and adverbs, as in past tense or I walked past the school. Reborrowing could be a source of both polysemy and spelling variation. Sometimes a word was borrowed twice from a foreign language, usually French or Latin, at different times and with slightly different spellings and meanings. Complement with an e, meaning something that completes, was borrowed from Old French in the late 1300s. Complement with an i, meaning something nice that you say to someone. Was borrowed two hundred years later, but this time through French from Italian. Both words ultimately come from the Latin "complere," meaning to complete, but the two were used interchangeably until their spellings were standardized in the 1600s. Pallet, p-a-l-l-e-t, meaning a wooden platform for storing and moving packages, and pallet, p-a-l-e-t-t-e, meaning a board for holding and mixing paints. Both came from the French palette, p-a-l-e-t-t-e, meaning small shovel or blade, but they were also borrowed two hundred years apart with slightly different senses. And the oft confused palette, p-a-l-a-t-e, meaning the roof of your mouth, is also from French, but isn't connected to the other two. Spelling standardization was a messy, unorganized process, and it left us some rather odd problems to deal with. There's not necessarily a logical reason to keep all these variant spellings around, and it would certainly simplify things to just pick one spelling and stick with it, regardless of meaning. But until someone creates an Academy of English with real authority or finds some other way to enact spelling reform on a large scale, this is what we're stuck with. Though variant spellings may have been accepted two or three centuries ago, we're not so lucky today. If you want to master standard English, you'll want to make sure you've got these words down. Thanks again to Jonathan Owen, who wrote this podcast. Jonathan is an editor and linguist who blogs at errantpedantry dot com. That's a r r a n t p e d a n t r y. Errant pedantry. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl, and now the creator of the new game Grammar Pop. You can find out more about me at grammarpop.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medela, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. 
With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.